no intention. A few days ago, a group of radical left people from left wing on the political map, people wanted to make um, wanted to create a fight and a war against Orthodox people who are living in the city of Bnebrak. And they went and they like started the, the protesting in the entrance to the city of Bnebrak. And they thought that they're going to like catch fire. They thought that they will start like the, the Orthodox people, the Haredim, will fight with them, fight back and will argue. And like they were like calling them names and on. And one of the videos was of a person who threw a lot of money from a bridge. He wanted to see the Orthodox people running after the money and collecting the money. Like they wanted to bring filth out to the, to the screen. And the Orthodox people were just coming out from their houses with water and food and played music for them and danced in circles with them. And they didn't went for the money and nothing like that at all. And they were just like offering them food. And they brought out Sefer Torah and they made the, the tzada like a march of carrying Sefer Torah. They joined the 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 administrators, like the, the left-wing people who were marching in their streets. And it was, and they were just, they were just like bringing back sanity to the world. And it was such a beautiful thing to see that they were not caught into the fire of argument and fight. They just did what the Torah is commanding to love each other and to support each other and to help each other. And they just like offered water. You can see them, they, they, they opened tables on the streets with food and people went out like they were ready for that. They were like happily accepting them. So this is how a person should act. And this is the quality and the high level of humanity when people are above the arguments, above the fights, and they're not taking part inside and departing themselves and cutting themselves from the public. They're just trying to find the connection, trying to find a way to hold together. And in the same time, to pray to the maker of the universe for him to reveal his grace and his kindness, because the name of Hashem is Shalom, is peace. And in another place, it's written that the name of Hashem is Ahava, that is love. And we know that Hashem's seal is truth. So all the good qualities are finding their root under the maker's wing. And he's the source of all good. And Tov El Hashem, there is nothing good but Hashem. Tov Hashem Lakol, Hashem is good for all. Hashem is good for health. Hashem is good for 
for for happiness Hashem is good for any salvation that you need you need what do you need okay you need Hashem if you're going to go deep into the root of what you need you in the end you need Hashem you want to get married okay you need Hashem to to help you to get married you want to buy a house to build a house okay you need Hashem to help you to build a house everything that you need everything that is is good and you wish to have the source of that goodness is, is Hashem himself. So how am I, like, we wanted to buy a house for so long and we were looking and searching and going and coming and every time we tried, there was another big boulder that was like a, a roadblock that was holding us back. Okay, we, okay, that area is not good. Okay, that house is like too expensive. Oh, here... I'm not sure, like schools for the children, like in every place you find some obstacle. Okay, in the end you you say, okay, 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 I understand the message. I'm running too fast. Like, okay, you do want it, to buy a house. You do want to settle down. You want to see that. Okay, but like Hashem is not allowing it yet. So go to the source, go to the root. You need to talk to the manager, to the big boss. You need to go to the to the beginning, where it's all begin. Where 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 is my lacking? Where is my problem begins? Okay, there is a shem. If there is a shem, so there is nothing else to do. You have a problem. You need to approach the source. You want to get married. Okay. There is a reason why Hashem is holding you back from that wonderful relationship. Even though that it's complex for you to hear and you maybe don't even want to hear it anymore and you want to be above it and you want to like find a solution. Okay, so how will we get it done? We need to go to the root of the problem. Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, why are you fighting with the people of Israel? You turned their face away from them. You did it. Like why? Hashem is upset. And he's angry and he wants to demolish them and he wants to hurt them and he wants to punish them for like, what? Moshe is saying, what? What are you talking about? You hid your face. You took your light away and they became scared and they started to sin. Like if you would keep on shining your grace and your kindness and your unconditional love, who would walk away from you? Think about a billionaire that is spreading his wealth to all directions, to all four wings of the universe. And he's giving money and shelters and food and like everything you need. What do you need? Car. Here, take a car. What do you need? I need food. Oh, okay. There's food. Oh, what do you need? I need a house. Okay. Take that house. Like who will live, who will, who will let go of that person? You're going to see that Robin Hood, that wealthy person standing, giving, 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 giving. I'm full of admiration, the world will follow him till the end. Why aren't we following completely? Why people have questions, people have doubts? Because darkness hit their faces. Because they like swap the floor with their faces. So they, they found themselves like dragged in, into sadness, into depression because of darkness. Why there is dark? Why there is dark? Why it's so dark? Because Hashem turned off the light. When Hashem wanted to bring out the sun, He brought the sun out to the world. Hashem is the maker. Hashem is the creator. Hashem is creating things. 
Hashem can create your wealth. Hashem can create your match. Hashem can create your house. Hashem is a maker. Hashem is a builder. Hashem is a painter. Hashem knows how to paint a human being and to make him alive. Hashem knows exactly how to build houses, the most wonderful houses that never been seen before. Like he can give you your dream house. No, like now. You have an issue, okay, you have an issue with Hashem. Oh, it's, what do you say, Rav I say the truth. Do you want to solve your problems or you want to keep blaming the world? Oh no, my mother, she didn't help me enough. Oh no, my father, your father is half dead. What are you talking about? Like, how do you, how do you expect him to help you? That person is barely able to function. Like he cannot coordinate his own life. Like he cannot manage his own like cup of tea in the morning. And you like. It's just that it's the truth. That if we have issues, so we need Hashem. Now, when the people of Israel were in Egypt, it took them over 200 years of suffering before they woke up to scream. But then they, the pain was like increased and increased and increased till they screamed. And in the moment, like in the same verse that they were sighing from the labor and then they were screaming to Hashem, and their roar raised up to Hashem, and Hashem heard it and brought the Redeemer. That's it. Like, that's the process. That's like 230 years of suffering and like banging the head to the walls. Oh, no. Oh, the police. Oh, no. The officers. Oh, no. The generals. Oh, no. The bankers. Oh, no. The taxes. Oh, no. The apartments. Oh, no. The mortgages. Oh, no. The my wife, oh no, my husband, oh no, the kids, oh no, my stomach, oh my, and on and on, like 200 years of like being an idiot, fighting the shadows, fighting the walls, oh no, the ceiling, oh no, the lamp, oh no, my, my, the tiles, my car, fighting the world. And then like you, you give up, you'd like, okay, like it's from 360 degrees, so like, uh, who am I fighting with? And then it's the only question, are you giving up or that you do not give up? If you gave up, so you let the stream of sadness take you away and you go with the rest of the waste of the world to the darkness and hopefully your soul will be corrected one day or that you are a live fish that is swimming against the stream and jumping up the waterfalls and not letting death take you away and you just find your life out there somehow and you scream your lungs out to Hashem and begging for mercy. That's what you do. And when you do so and you start calling Hashem, then Hashem listens to your prayer. You want Hashem to listen to your prayer before you call? I'm drinking my coffee and I want to be saved. I'm fighting with my computer and I want to be heard. I like you're not talking. Have you ever tried to go and talk to Hashem? If your answer is yes, so in, let's say, 
around 90% of the cases and up, you felt the heavenly support, some kind of heavenly interfering. You found some kind of sense of connection with the maker that you have not felt before after doing that it would do after talking to Hashem. I barely ever heard people who really spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke with Hashem and they didn't felt connection. They didn't felt the individual supervision of Hashem after the Hidbodedut. Some cases, yes. Some people came to me and said, I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm not being answered. I couldn't feel anything. Yeah, I heard that. But I never felt it myself. I will not judge those people to say that they did it, but they did it wrong. But I do suspect that there was some kind of lacking in their approach that did not allow them to really open up to those simple feeling of Hashem's spirit, of Hashem's soul. Because Hashem is close to everyone who calls him with truth. And those are not empty verses. Verses are not empty. Verses are not an idea. Verses are not like guiding lines. Those are not manual script of how to live life. No. Verses are reality. Verses are the truth. Verses are a written testimony of the truth. Those are the laser beams, the light beams, the structure of the world, like that's how Hashem carved the world. That's how Hashem made it, like boom, 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 reality, reality, truth, and evident. That's how it works. That's what happens when you do so. That's what that goes on when you do this, when you do that. That's what happened to them when they climbed, when they rolled, when they fell, when they developed, when they tried, when they failed, when they went, when they opened, when they closed. Like that's what that goes on. That is the truth. The Torah is the truth. Boom, the truth. Boom, the truth. The Torah is simple. The Torah is Torah is teaching. Torah milshon hora'ah. The Torah is teaching us, it's revealing, that's the meaning of the word Torah, teaching, Torah is teaching, it's a high word for teaching, Torah, it's coming from the word Hora'ah, Hora'ah is teaching, Torah is la'ot, to show, to teach, to reveal, that's what it's doing, it's guiding, Torah, morat, teaching, guiding, revealing, showing, that's the meaning of the word Torah, Torah is the truth. Hashem watched and observed and looked at the Torah for tens of thousands of eternal years before creation. And then he looked at the Torah and created the world. So in the world, there is nothing that is not a reflection of the Torah. All the world, everything that we know, everything like the tiny brown leaves that are like falling from the California trees in 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 the in the fall it's like a reflection of the torah everything like a rock in 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 the mountains of cleveland is is the light of the torah 
a bear in Russia, a bunny rabbit in Ukraine, a, a drunk person in Chicago, a, a, a riot in, in, in Israel, like all situations, everything, the ponds, the, the, the birds, the, the weather, the news, the reporters themselves, like if you're gonna look deep, you have a specific verse, a portion of Torah that is now being expressed again. That's what it is. It's a Torah revealing. It's the wisdoms of Hashem's revealing. That's what it is. That's what it goes on. Nothing but the truth is shining. Now I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to explain it to you. Think about the shape of a spiral, an expanding circle that is expanding and expanding and expanding. Now, put a point now in the circle. And then put another point very close to it, in the same, like very close, next to it. And now let them both fly. They're going to drift away from each other in the circles of time, throughout the generations, with time. They're going to find themselves spread and spread and spread and spread and spread. If you now take two laser beams, you light them, turn them on now, and you turn them on towards the sky, towards the moon, for an example. So in your hand, they're standing less than one inch away from each other. That's how you hold them. But when they're going to hit the moon, they might find themselves like a few kilometers away from each other because it's round and it's expanding. So now think about the verses. Let's say that there was a verse that been said about Yosef. Yosef, the child of Yaakov, there's a verse about him, that he was righteous. Also about the story of Yosef, there was a fight between the brothers and him, him and the brothers. There was a great argument. There was a great fight between them. In the end of that fight, they sold him. They gave him to the Midianim. And the Midianim then gave him to the Ishmaelim. And the Ishmaelim sold him to Egypt. So there was a great debate among them. And in that, that situation, there were like arguments. There were fights. There were situations that they could not talk to him with peace. They were not able to answer him. Like you would talk to some of the siblings and they would ignore him like there was great rage. Okay, now, in the Torah, in the Bible, it's described in few sentences. Like you have few verses that are describing the situation. They could not talk to him in peace. And his father kept the, the thing. Like everyone had his role. Okay, you have a verse describing this, a verse describing that. Now, today... You have great-great-grandchildren of Yosef and of his siblings. You have people who are reflecting those situations, that those situations of Yosef and his brothers are being reflected into their lives. If you're finding, you're finding yourself in a battle with your siblings, it can be your nation, it can be people among your brothers, that fight has a root in the fight of the brothers of the holy tribes. Now, 
because that the circles are expanding and expanding and growing and growing and growing like that in the way we learn Torah. So first of all, we got the Bible, we got the tablets, then we got the Bible for Moshe, and then the prophets and the scripts. We got that. Then the sages wrote and broke down meaning of the Torah, explanation on the Torah, halachot, Jewish rules of the Torah, through the oral Torah, broke, broke down the Mishnayot for us, and then the Mishnayot were not enough for us to understand them. So the next generations of the sages wrote the, in Bavel, and in Yerushalayim, they wrote the Talmud, Talmud Bavli and Talmud Yerushalmi. Those two are two units who are wider, wider explanation to the Mishnah, that the Mishnah is a wider explanation of the verses. And then also that book of Gemara, of Talmud, was not enough. So other righteous people had to bring more written wisdom, more commentaries joined, more explanations, thousands on thousands of books being written throughout the generations to break down those sentences, to reveal and to explain the meaning of the verse. You're going to see that one verse, Lo they couldn't answer him in peace. You're going to find hundreds of interpretations to that verse. You're going to find thousands of books who are discussing that topic from different angles, expanding and expanding and expanding the explanation, breaking it down for us, for us to grasp and understand the meaning, the simple meaning of those words that are written in the Torah. So in the beginning, in the Torah, it was written in six words. It was written in two sentences. After one generation, two generations, it was expanded to 20 sentences, to 20 pages. After 500 years, there are already 3,000 written pages on that topic. After 2,000 years, you already have, like, you can fill bookcases, uh, books that are talking and discussing the su subject of Yosef and his siblings. Today, you're going to find yourself with endless amounts of words that you cannot even count and gather together in different languages, on different methods, halachic method, Hasidic um, approach, a Litvish approach from side of, of learning, from side of halakha, from side of chasidut, from like different topics. You have pshat, remez, drash, sod, kabbalistic aspects, stories, midrashim, like enormous amounts of knowledge. Now, it's actually all being held in the letters of the six words of the verse. Like they are able to contain that amount of knowledge. Knowledge. All that knowledge is based on those six words. Now, that situation that took place between, between yourself and his siblings, when you are in a situation that is similar to that situation in your life, even though that in the verses it's six words or two sentences, in your life it can take 70 years of your life story. 
It can be a battle that is keep on coming, that is keep on happening, that is keep on like sh shading on your life over and over again and again and on and on and over and over again and again and again. And it can take you like 70 years of experiences with different people in different situations. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, sometimes you're here, sometimes you're there. Sometimes it's one, sometimes you're standing in front of publics. Sometimes you're being hurt, sometimes you're being suspected, sometimes you're being re rebuked and ashamed and like many situations in life. But if you're gonna break it down, you're gonna bring it back to its root. If you're going to try to figure out what's going on in your life, you're going to understand that this is equal to the thousands of books that are describing the life story of Yosef and his brothers that in the Bible is written in two sentences or maybe even just in six words. But because that our minds does not have the same capacity as our ancestors, and we need long, detailed explanations. And for us to be able to heal something and to fix something and to correct something, it needs to be chewed perfectly like a baby's food to our mouths. We need to be nursed with that food. So we must understand that that's the only way we are able to experience the Torah stories in our lives. And you might play the role of yourself in one of those scenes, and in one of the other scenes, you can play the, 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 the opposite role and be one of his most angry brothers that took harsh decisions to reject him and to sell him and to throw him to a pit that was full of scorpions and, and, and snakes. And only by miracles even saved from you. And you can play two roles. And how can you play two roles? Why one day I can be Yosef and one day I can be Shimon or Yehuda that was super upset about Yosef? Why? How come? Because I'm also a very wide outcome of generations on generations that got married, my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents and their great-grandparents and on. We're talking about an outcome, every individual of us, like we, are an outcome of hundreds of different people who got married along the years. And inside of you, there are souls that are from the aspect of Shimon, and souls that join that are in the aspect of Yehuda. And some of us are also from the tribe of Yosef, and you have Yosef inside of you. Because of one person who wore from the tribe of Menashe that went on a boat and sailed into the sea and got married in Greece with some family of immigrants. And he was from the tribe of Menashe and they were from the tribe of Yehuda. And that's it. And no one even remembers except for Hashem. But Hashem, he knows. And this is why you have that seed, that spark of yourself inside of you and it's raging and it's frustrated and it wants to fight back. But he's a prisoner and he's being taken in his life from one station to the next and he's always waiting to be taken out of prison and wanting to be redeemed. And also in prison, he has so many tests and so many challenges. It's that spark of yourself that is within you. And it can be of Yosef, and it can be of Osnat, Yosef's wife, that she is the mother of his children, Menashe and Ephraim. It might be that you are from the children of Osnat. 
And you have inside of you that like amazing heart of Osnat. Do you know who Osnat was? The Midrash is telling us that Osnat, the wife of Yosef, was the daughter of Dina, the sister of Yosef. Dina was raped by Shechem, the son of Chamor. And the daughter that was born to Dina, who, who would marry her in the family over them? It was a big problem. Back then, it was only the family of Yaakov and his children. Like they, they couldn't marry outside of the tribes. They are marrying only within themselves. So Osnat, there was an issue with Osnat. And Yaakov saw in his divine spirit, he saw the future. He didn't know what he saw, but he saw that her future is elsewhere, is out of the family of that little girl. And he took Dina, his precious daughter, and called her and spoke with her and told her, look, my, my, my beloved daughter, your daughter, my granddaughter, she does not have a future here with us right now. She needs to go out for an exile. And count on me. I know what I'm telling you. She needs to go. How many of us felt that, for an example? How many of us felt rejected? How many of us are feeling so like, wow, what are you saying? This is an amazing story. Do you know why it's touching your heart? Because inside your heart, there is a connection to that osnat. That osnat is part of your soul. If that osnat wasn't part of your soul, you wouldn't hear me. You would be like those empty pieces of wood that are listening to my classes and they have like bad things to say. Oh, he's talking nonsense. Oh, what is he talking about? Oh, who cares about those nonsense? Free Palestine, free Palestine, free Palestine. Yeah, you don't have Osnat in your bloodstream. You don't have Yosef in your neshama. That's why you can't hear me because my words doesn't talk to you. I see that. I have compassion for you. I'm sorry. Okay, go free Palestine. I don't mind. We're going to keep talking about Osnat and Yosef. And Yosef went to Egypt and he found the, the woman of Potiphar. He was captured in prison and then he was sold to Potiphar. And inside the house of Potiphar, the wife of Potiphar, she heard from the wizards of Egypt that she's going to have children from Yosef. The wife of Potiphar went to the wizards, to, to the Khartoumim, and they told her, look, you're going to have children from Yosef. So th she thought she needs to be with him. That's what she realized. <laughs> like one plus one makes two. That's it. She didn't realize that he need to get married with Osnat, that Osnat was the girl that she adopted. Because years ago, she was walking on the bank of the Nile, and suddenly she saw a little kid that was four years old, the Midrash is saying. And she took her home. And she took Osnat, the daughter of Dina, as a stepdaughter. She took her home, and she loved her. And then she heard that she's going to have children from that amazing, handsome, super bright and charming Jew that just came to Egypt. And she like, okay, from my house, they're going to be children. Like, what's, what's the next step? She thought that she's supposed to be his wife. 
So see, she started to attempt him and try to attempt him and try to call him and to invite him. She would change clothing 10 times a day, all day long. She would dress up for Yosef. Hi, how are you? Yosef, Yosef, like 24 hours a day, trying to pull his intention, attention. And the guy is humble, closing his eyes, begging, where am I? What am I doing here? I want to go home. I want to meet my father, Yaakov. What's going to happen? What's going to, like, the guy is humble and sensitive and shy, wanting to learn Torah, like, was taught by Yaakov to be simple and righteous and humble and modest. Like, she's pulling him in his clothing, and he left the, his, his shirt by her and running half naked out to the streets. The kid is not functioning. He's not doing those kind of things. It's a righteous man. It's Yosef HaTzadik. And in the end, that Osnat, she doesn't even know that she's Jewish. She doesn't even remember her life story. She doesn't know. And she's converting to Judaism. She takes the faith of Yosef and they're getting married. Yosef and Osnat, the daughter of Potiphar. She's not his daughter. She's the adopted daughter. She's the daughter of Dina. The verse is saying, Am This is a chidush of mine. I said that chidush. I, maybe someone else had also the merit to write it in some book. I don't know. I never saw it. But that's a chidush that came to me. The verse, Am khashav, a nation on the people of Israel, a nation that lives alone and never mixed with the nations, never mixed with, with the Gentiles. And you like, what, what do you mean, Rav Droh? Like, I'm Jewish and half Puerto Rican. I'm Jewish and half Mexican. I'm Jewish and half whatever. What are you talking about? No, no. That's what you think. But in the hidden ways of supervision, like that Yosef found himself finding Osnat, the daughter of Dina in Egypt, you found yourself getting married with a woman named Viola from Spain. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear your thoughts. You married a woman named Ludmila in Russia. Okay, I hear you. But can you figure out the number of Jews in the world, the real number, not the written number, not the number that is in the press, not the six millions here and the six millions there. No, no, no. I'm talking about the lost tribes of Israel. I'm talking about billion people around the world. Those are the lost tribes of Israel. Every tribe of the lost tribes is approximately 100 million people that never experienced the Christian um, slaughtering and the Muslim slaughterings and being chased for their Judaism because they lost their religion hundreds or thousands of years earlier before the church came with her uh, cross uh, um, um, killing journeys slaughtering Jews for their Judaism. So tribes that found themselves in Afghanistan, in China, <laughs> they're part of the Chinese people now. They're part of the Afghan people now. And you're going to think to yourself, oh man, I'm Afghan. If you love the Torah, so you're Israeli. Rav Dror, how many? Like, we, like how many people are reaching out to us and they're non-Jews? How many? <laughs> how many? 
thousands on thousands on thousands on thousands on thousands asking for Judaism. What's going on? Yeah, I'm from Afghanistan. I'm from Burma. I'm from India. I'm from Thailand. Rav Dror, I'm from China. I'm from Australia. I'm from Europe. I'm from France. I'm from Germany. I'm from England. Rav Dror, I'm from the US, from here, from there. Like, guys, why are you calling me? Why are you calling me? Why are you emailing me? Why are you emailing me? Why in the world? We love the Torah. Oh, you love the Torah. You have a magnet to the Torah. You have an attraction to the Torah. Oh, why? Why? Because you have a similar particle in your being that is screaming, I love Hashem. I love Hashem. Oh, but I was born to a Christian family in Elizabethtown. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. But your soul is screaming, Israel, Bibi Netanyahu, Tveria, Yerushalayim, Kotel Amaravi, Torah, Zion. What's going on? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy for Israel. Yeah, I'm sick on Israel. I'm making tattoos of David Starr on, 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 <laughs> on my hand. I don't care. Why? Because inside of your family tree, Jewish people and people from different tribes, from Issachar, from Zvulun, from Menashe, from Binyamin, from Yehuda, from Shimon, from Levi, and on and on and on, from all of the holy tribes, got married and joined their holy spark and love for Torah into your bloodstream. And you are now their representative. You are now the flag. You're going to wave the light of your ancestors. You are the one on the front line. You, the confused one, the low one, the, the scared one, the terrified one. Oh, Yehuda was never scared. Oh, David Melech was never scared. Oh, no. Yaakov was not afraid of Esav. Of course they were. And the fact that they were is being reflected in your life. In the Bible, it's written in two verses or six words. And in your life, it's your life story. You're afraid of Esav. Esav is trying to kill you. Who is Esav? 90% of your neighbors. 90% of the nation that you live among. And you're scared of them, and they're trying to take from you, and they want to revenge you, and they're trying to confiscate things that belongs to you. And it happened today, and it happened yesterday, and it happened when you were five and seven in kindergarten, and it happened in, in public school. And it was the grandchildren of Esav and the grandchildren of Canaan and the grandchildren of Amalek and the grandchildren of Eliphaz and the grandchildren of Paro and the grandchildren of Agag and the grandchildren of and of and of. And the life story of yours is the reflection of the Bible, of the Torah. Thank you. So this is Sunday, and on Sunday, we are answering questions to our wonderful Imuna Circle 
<clears throat> that while we are broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube and TikTok Live, we are also on Zoom with our Emuna Circle. Everyone who wants to join our Emuna Circle can write an email to info at emuna.com and we will be super happy to help you access this wonderful circle that is enjoying private and special um, classes and is part of an amazing WhatsApp group and also enjoying great discounts on our store and to our courses and other amazing services that we have like consultations and private conversations with me whenever needed and on. So please join us, info at emuna.com and we will reply shortly. Now, answers to the questions of the Emuna Circle, please. Um, Rav Dror, do the Samaritans do temple sacrifices? Yes. Um, and Sacrificing people, and they're still doing it today. People? Look, do you think that you know who are they? They will claim today, you're going to think, oh, the Shomronim, the guys, like you're talking about two tiny communities who are claiming to be Shomronim. They don't have a clue who they are. And the truth is that they have, they have been spread out in the world and they're mixed among different nations and their nature of cutting themselves out of the people of Israel and putting roadblocks into the wheels and sticks in the wheels of the people of Israel and to try to fail the people of Israel and to try to join the people of Israel only on the time of their success and to pretend to be Jewish and then to try to fail them and to go and snitch and tell lies and stories and to bring destruction to the people of Israel is a nature that is still stuck in their blood and that is their thick blood and they're sitting in high hierarchies and they're sabotaging our politics moves and they're trying to hurt our democracy and our inner peace and the people who are claiming to be shomronim today and live in some small communities this is the minority and not the majority of those people. The majority of those people are secular people who are very disconnected from the tradition of the Shomronim, and they're not keeping any religion, and only the hatred and inner fight is the main vision and agenda of their lives. And yes, until today, horrible things are happening among the nations. And also some people from the Jewish nation fell in that trap. And people until today are doing horrible, horrible, um, horrible acts of human sacrificing. And for that, you have horrible um, human trafficking around the world. People are like buying and selling people. And people are doing horrible satanic works. And those are based on horrible, horrible scripts and, 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 and written um, books that were kept among those villains and those awful evil people until today. And they are renewing their traditions and they're trying and doing horrible things, pulling very dark energies on themselves and doing horrible, 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 horrific things around the world until today. And they are the great-great-great-grandchildren of the ones who were worshipping the Baal and all those ones who were wor worshipping 
worshiping the 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 Ashtarot and the worshiping um, um, the rest of those foreign idols that maybe it's even better not to mention their names. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you. And no, Jesus is not the king of Israel. I'm answering on the way. <laughs> hi, Rajah. Yes, hi. Good evening. Um, so I'm wondering when the Torah says don't intermarry, as well as for his people to not intermarry, as well as um when they were given the land, don't let people come in, the, the other nations and stuff. So, cause you're gonna have problems and all this. So why is it, I mean, I would think that if we hadn't, that the Israelites in the Holy Land would not have let all the other nations come in and, and live and all that, that we wouldn't, they wouldn't have the problems. We messed up in and the early beginning. We definitely messed up in the early beginning. Few times. We had few chances to fix and correct. And few times we messed up and we left leftovers. Even now, even after the war of the six days, we were able to reject all those people who are claiming now for the ground and claiming to have belonging in it attachment to this ground and actually their roots are in Saudi Arabia and Iraq and they're now claiming and like majority of them belongs to to Arabs that conquered Egypt that's the way that of the Arab world by the way they're just like conquering places and claiming to be theirs like the Arabs in Egypt now does Egypt belongs to the Arab it's like that America belongs to the Christian exactly the same thing yeah. <laughs> America does not belong to the Christians like that Egypt does not belong to the Muslim. They conquered the place and they destroyed the place. <laughs> They're still destroying it until <laughs> today. Okay. Yeah. And, and then the intermarriage. I mean, so, when, you're, when we're scattered, yeah. 10 tribes are scattered, then we are intermarrying. Yeah. So we got a tool by our ancestors that is teaching us exactly what can be done for a person to join the Jewish public. And it's conversion. You should convert. If you want to get married with a Jewish person, you need to convert. If you want to build a Jewish house and you are not Jewish, you need to convert. Even the tribe of Shimon, the tribe of Menashe, the tribe of Ephraim, they need to convert. No, it's not a humiliating process. Mm -hmm. It's a cleansing process. It's a process of uncovering your soul. So it's true. It is complex to, to, to find the, the Jewish courthouse to help you, to assist you to, to, to convert like, hey, Rav, I, I live in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I live in... Uh, Ontario, Ontario, Canada. I live in, uh, in uh, Frankfurt. I live in Brazil. I live in Argentina. Sorry, we don't have courthouses uh, like uh, in, 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 in each 
town in each neighborhood. And even if we do have a Chabad house, it's not enough for the amount of people who are wanting to convert and to join Judaism. I have a friend that lives in um, in um, in um, um, no Ribbonal, I mean, um, okay, one day I'm going to remember, probably Hashem doesn't want me to mention this specific story. So he lives in a certain state, and yes, there are synagogues in that state, but in that state, it takes like hours of drive for him to reach that Chabad house. So he needs to uproot himself from the family and to rent a place somewhere in a place he doesn't have a job, he doesn't have a connection, he doesn't know what to do. How will he convert? So yes, it's complex, but it's not like there is no solution. There is a solution. And also there are other ways to, to join Judaism, but we're going to discuss it privately and not necessarily online in public. Yes. Thank you. Yes, the answer is through conversion, through the mainstream of Judaism, conversion um, in an orthodox way. Yes, you want to be Jewish or you want to get married a Jew? No, if you want to get married a Jew, it's like it doesn't have to be possible according to the Jewish law. According to the Jewish law, a person should convert and then he becomes Jewish. You want to go through the process. There are ways to achieve it. For everyone, everyone can convert. If you're going to sacrifice your life for that goal, if that's what you want to achieve, anyone can do it. Not in Frankfurt, in Berlin. Not in Berlin, in, in London. Not in London, in New York. Not in New York, you're going to find a courthouse somewhere in Israel. You, you can find your way. There are ways. The only question is, are you willing to do so? Thank you. Thank you. Last question for tonight. Very good. Nice and quiet. So wonderful. Bezat Hashem, tomorrow we have another class. And on Tuesday, we have a podcast. Everyone are welcome. We're going to send the links. We're going to stream live on Facebook, on YouTube, hopefully on TikTok as well. May Hashem answer all our prayers, all our great requests, all our prayers, all our davenings, all our yearnings, all our dreams to come true. That all the souls that have, any positive belonging to the land of Israel will find themselves building houses, planting fields, having yards, children, grandchildren in the promised land of Israel. You're more than welcome. Everyone join us. Increase the peace. Bring the harmony and the balance to the world. Amen. May it be his will. Amen.